Indeed, there are more questions than answers, like why do we tip the pizza delivery guy, but not the ambulance drivers? Hi America, huh? hello world. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. I burnt my Hawaiian pizza last night. I guess I should have put it on a lower temperature. Uh, no, no, no. Mm -mm. Tonight is a Halloweeners special. You love Halloweeners, don't you? Hello. A Halloween special. So welcome to the show. More questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio, entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre... <gasps> And just plain weird. If you have just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall. Whatever my mother listens to before she goes to bed picks and pulls on her unconscious mind. And that's the very tune she then snores. Let's have a listen tonight. Because this is Thriller, Thriller. Sounds like jingle bells. Jingle bells. The horror version. <laughs> <laughs> so snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and or value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, so let me introduce my guests. Firstly... The mysterious and adolescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She's also our producer and sound engineer. Heather put her neighbours' names on her Halloween tombstones in her front yard and then winked at them when they walked by. <laughs> Have you been looking at my yard? <laughs> Is that a euphemism? Backyard. I'd say it was closer to three or four yards, to be honest. <gasps> Ooh, Controversial. Not good. Heather loves Halloween. It's the one day of the year no one questions her sanity. 
You leave me alone. I love Halloween. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Curry. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Last night, the ghosts of Halloween, past, present, and future, visited Michelle, and they all had the same message. Don't eat five bags of Reese's Pumpkins again this year. <laughs> Valuable advice, Michelle. Welcome to the show. Thank you. My Halloween jokes are candy corny. Uh, stop. No. Another drink. Joining us tonight, as well as our resident attorney, Dr. Nathan Bush. What character would I like to see throwing up in a parking lot is how Nathan picks his Halloween costume. Welcome to the show, Nathan. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> Nathan still remembers the childhood pain of having to wear a sweater over his Halloween costume. So don't say he doesn't know tragedy. The man knows tragedy. They're mad. They're bad. And they are paranormal. This is season three, episode 79. It's our Halloween special. A Halloween special for a paranormal-themed radio show. What more could you possibly want in your life? Nothing more. Nothing. There is currently a listening party taking place, because we're going to very shortly enter the round that we call A Lack of General Knowledge. People play live online. So if you go to Facebook, more questions than answers. With Adrian Lee, there's gift wars, there's jokes, there's people answering the questions are a lot better than we are in the studio. Yes. I might add, but there's a lot of fun rivality taking place as we speak on a listening party on Facebook. You're welcome to go to that. You've got a few minutes to sort that out for yourself. You can go on there and yeah. interact and play yeah. the show as well. So enter our first round. As discussed, a lack of general knowledge with the spray can of fake cobwebs. Martin's sponsored Gong of Infinite Knowledge. <gasps> With the sugar rush of statistics and the fake severed hand of facts. Stand back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to take a run-up. Always very yeah. impressive. And a stimulus and response dictates via Pavlov's dog. It is our first round. Born today in 1881 in Malaga, Spain, was Pablo Picasso, arguably the greatest artist of the 20th century so for the first time in the history of mqta radio i cannot believe that bizarre strange and fascinating facts about picasso feeling confident okay perfect you've got questions <laughs> to guess then haven't you at yeah. that point i'm an art historian many people know this my qualifications to the highest level are in art history i appreciate what picasso did i understand he was one of the greatest artists of the 20th century would i have his work on my wall no. It's like the Rolling Stones for me. I'm not a big fan of the Rolling Stones, but I appreciate what they did for music. Does that make sense? Completely. Would you have a Picasso hanging on your wall? No, it's like a chicken in a blender. A chicken in a blender. <laughs> Never before have I heard cubism described in I like such a remarkable blue period. way. I will say that. His blue period. Yeah. I like his that's circus a, period. That's a smurf in a blender. <laughs> We're not going to press on with what his rose period was. We'll leave that well alone. Happy birthday, Picasso. How many names did Picasso get when he was baptized? Closest one will seven. win the points and someone will get them. So Between miss... seven and 15. Oh, you can't do that. You can't. You're going to have to. You can't spread your chips. It's not All like right, roulette. It's 15. Where you put a little pile of chips over four 15. or five. You are going. You sure you don't want to change your mind? 
you are telling me that when he was baptised back in 1881... Ding at seven. Oh my! You're going to have to commit to something, Miss Morris. What are you going to go... You know whichever one you go with, you're going to... It was 15. You're going to go. You're going to stick <laughs> yeah. and say that Pablo Picasso was baptised with 15 names. Yeah. What's your middle names, by the way? I know what yours is, Morris. It's yeah. K, isn't it? Morris, yeah. were you in trouble as a child if your mother said Heather K? No, it was a term of endearment for my grandfather, who always used to say Heather K. Oh. Put my woodbines down. They're bad for you. You've no idea what a woodbine <laughs> is, have you? No. no clue. I heard bind. We're using Britishisms. <laughs> so what's a woodbind? It's like a, a roll-your-own cigarette. It's like a roll. Oh, no, but my grandpa used to smoke camel no filters. Do you remember yeah. that? Right up to the point he died of lung cancer, no less. <gasps> no. no. No, he didn't. Michelle, what's your middle name? You should know my middle name. Danger. <laughs> Lee. Lee. Oh, we've had that discussion. <laughs> Nathan, want to jump in with a middle name? Adams. Adams. With yeah. an S on the end. <laughs> okay. So the Adams family for you. My middle name is Edward after my dad. And my granddad, Miss Morris, has plumped for 15 middle names for Pablo Picasso in all. What are you going to go with, Michelle? Nine. Or You're going to go with nine. nine. Nathan, shout me out a number. Five. Heather Morris wins the first point of our Halloween special. <gasps> Two little ducks are swimming their way to her little sound booth over there. He had 23. No 23? way. He had 23. I will open this up to anyone who wants to jump in. Have a guess why he had 23 middle names. Any thoughts? And it's not a soccer team. No, it was because of all of his family members, aunts, uncles. You are again winning points. It was saints and relatives. Miss Morris is on fire. She's jumped up to a very Thank you. resplendent cubist four. Brock would be very... <laughs> Proud Don't of you. fail me now, Halloween spirit. Go. Imagine the form filling and the paperwork he would have had to have done. Imagine oh. your driving license when you're having to tape five together to get your 23 middle names. Even signing a painting. Can you imagine if he painted the Sistine Chapel ceiling? He'd need the transept for his name, wouldn't he? He'd have to go off into an ante room somewhere, I'm guessing. Imagine if he was naughty as a child. His mother would be reading out his middle names. She'd have forgotten what he'd have done by the time she got to the end, wouldn't she? I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm about to present to you all 23 names of Pablo Picasso in my best Spanish vernacular. His name was Pablo Diego Jose Francisco de Paula Juan Nepomengo Maria del Los Remedios Cipriano de la Santisima Trinidad Marta Patricio Clito Luis Y. Picasso. Here, sir. Dave. I'm here, sir. <laughs> These poor teachers... At school, but Miss Morris has managed to leap herself into a rather resplendent Guernica. <laughs> His first ever word as a child was what? And you don't need to tell me what it was in Spanish. I'm happy for the translation. In English, the first word that came from Pablo Picasso's lips, Miss Morris, when he was just a little baby. Brush. Brush. You're saying brush? Happy with that? Yes. And what's that in Spanish? Brushy. Brushe. We'll never know if she was right, because no one in the room has a grasp of basic Spanish. Michelle, if you can pull yourself together in any reasonable manner to give me a decent answer based on that. He's... Mamma! Mamma mia! That's Italian! It's close enough. There's only a border separating them. 
Nathan, what do you think his first words were? Sun. There's always the sun. Soleil. I am going to give Miss Morris more <gasps> points. She's up to a rather hedonistic six. No one has known such wonders as she draws upon the Halloween spirit for her answers. It was, in fact, pencil. Look and, at uh, that. Does anyone want to jump in with what pencil is in Spanish? Any thoughts? Pluma. Pencile. <laughs> lapis. It's lapis. <laughs> Piss is what he said, but it's lapis, and that's a pencil. There you go. He was also engaged to a pencil in his lifetime. Did you know that? He introduced his friends to his bride-to-be. Oh, God. No. Another drink. And to quote the great and late Stan Laurel, you can lead a horse to water, but a pencil must be led. What was Picasso accused of stealing in 1911? Cheese. He was the great cheese stealer. <laughs> Name me a Spanish cheese. Nope, nothing there. That's why he stole it. <laughs> the cheese was gone. There was nuches. Who stole the cheese? Nacho. Yeah. You just That's see nacho him cheese. running pasteurized. There you go. Oh, God. See what happened there? Yeah. You are saying that in 1911, Picasso was accused of C. Why did you think cheese, by the way? What brought I that on? No idea. You're just going with it because so far, up until this moment, I've it's been, been working. At That's right, and winning the whole round. Why not keep going? You stick with what works, right? Yeah. yeah You're absolutely. sticking with cheese. <laughs> sticky cheese. Any. any... <laughs> Sticky, sticky there was a runny brie by any chance, was there? <laughs> any particular type of cheese or just... Just cheese. Just cheese. Michelle, you have a whole brie. cornucopia of food substances. What do you think Picasso was accused of stealing in 1911? Another man's wife. Oh, I like that. I'm sure he did that many times. He had many muses and mistresses throughout his lifetime. Sticky Nathan, wife. A new canvas. A new canvas. I'm going to give you a clue. Because you're struggling a little bit. It took place, this is a big clue if you think about it, it took place in Paris. He never actually did this, but he was accused of stealing it, and it happened in Paris. Any the thoughts? Mona Lisa. Wow. He was, in fact, accused of stealing the Mona Lisa. Michelle, that's so good. Thank I'm going to give you three points. <gasps> oh. And look at the way her eyes what follow the... you <laughs> around the, the room. He was working as a young man, as an art dealer in Paris, and the Mona Lisa went missing. And uh, through one thing and another, it came back to him, but he never did it. It was stolen by a security guard, and it turned up a couple of years later. Did he like cheese? I have no idea. I'm sure as a Spaniard, he probably liked a bit of cheese. He was having his late night supper, his siesta, probably a bit of crusty bread. You can see it now, can't you? By the way, never agree to have plastic surgery if the doctor's office is full of Picasso portraits. You leave <laughs> this show with more than you arrived with. What would Picasso do to people he met who insulted or derided his favourite artist? Now, he held Paul Cézanne, the guy who established and founded Cubism. He held him in such high regard. And, of course, the post-impressionists were derided in society. It wasn't considered to be proper Ah, the word impressionism itself, of course, is a, a word of deridement, a word of fun and ridicule. So if anyone said anything against his favourite artist, Cezanne, he had a specific thing that he would do. What do you think he would have done to those individuals that said, Cezanne, 
Pah, he cannot paint. What kind of artist is that? Just mere daubs on a canvas, I tell you. He'd paint them. He would paint them. He'd get a can of paint. He would throw it at them from head to foot. And put his eyeball over here. And <laughs> an ear. Foot over there. And... Just mess their body parts about. Yeah. So you're actually saying he would paint them in terms of he'd have a canvas and make them look ugly rather than just get a paintbrush and cover them in paint. Yes. Okay, that's a great answer. The best form of revenge, of course, is success. And Picasso was very successful. Michelle, what do you think he would have done to someone? You're at a dinner party on the outskirts of Paris. You're eating your cheese and your canapes. Glass of wine in your hand. Someone says, that Paul Cezanne, he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know one end of a paintbrush from another. Picasso would then do this. Slap them. Slap them hard <laughs> in the face. Yeah. How dare you? Nathan, what do you think he did to those I'm individuals? Going to go along with Heather, Heather. You can't think of your own idea. Nope. You're just going to jump on the bandwagon, yep. and you'd both be 100% wrong. Yay! <laughs> would you believe he actually carried a loaded gun with him that had blanks in it, and he would pull the gun on them and fire it at them, and the blank would go off? But they wouldn't know that. Jeez! <laughs> So if you're around Picasso, you stay away, I know. Hard drinking in Spain, this yeah. is. I'm sure that's no fun for those on the sharp end of that, but he would literally pull a gun on them, and they would think they would be about to be shot, and he had blanks in it, would you believe? So uh, no, no, you know, discussing the fact that Suzanne wasn't very good. He's right up there, of course. How dare you have an opinion? That's exactly right. <laughs> Remember, of course, that an angry surrealist is an artist with a fish on his shoulder. Oh, God. I'll explain that to Miss Morris at the end. The show. That was a very high-scoring first yeah. set of questions. I'm very impressed, actually. Michelle's on three. Heather's on six. Nathan, who can't think of his own answers, is yet to score. On this very day, in 1993, bearing in mind it is our Halloween special, and isn't it remarkable that this happens to fall on this very day? You can look it up. I'm not making it up in any way, shape, or form. Legendary horror film actor... Vincent Price died oh. of lung cancer at the age of 82. I love him. So for the very first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange, bizarre and fascinating fact about Vincent Price. I love him. Horror. I love him. You love him. Do you think you're going to do better than Picasso on this? Because you scored quite highly in the last round. But I love him. Yes, I understand <laughs> these things. In 1959, Price starred in a film called The Tingler. <laughs> Every night. Z the Tingler. Every night. Z Sounds like a bad Batman villain. Look out, Robin, it's The Tingler. Z oh, my. Yeah, yeah, let's leave this one for the minute. We've got more important things to be z doing. Yeah. That's the way. Oh, you cheeky booger. Oh. The Tingler. Z how did he get his superpower? Anyone want to jump in? How did the Tingler become the Tingler? Was it a super, you know, some sort of... Is this a real question? Are you, are you asking... I'm asking you. Yeah. Because I never got to the end of the sentence. My sentence was split into two clauses with a semicolon, and I didn't even penetrate oh, the God. second half of the sentence. In 1959, Price starred in a film called The Tingler. It was the first film ever to depict what drug? That is your... Question. Cocaine. You are saying that was the first film ever to depict cocaine. And I will tell you, while the others are thinking of their answers, if you remember, this was a film where they actually put buzzers and motors 
on the cinema seats. <gasps> right. Do you remember yeah. this now? Yes. Yeah. So you're watching the film and all of a sudden it's... Zzz, ooh. Oh. Yeah. I went back three <laughs> times to watch that film. <laughs> the Tingler. So, Miss Morris has gone with cocaine. What are you going to go with? There's a lot of drugs out there that could have been depicted in 1959. Angel dust. Where did that come from? (laughs) No, no. I'm going to say pot. Okay. We've got pot, angel dust, and cocaine. So we're having a bang up afternoon. Heroin. I think there was cocaine in Sherlock Holmes movies prior to that. I'm sure there was opium. Yeah. So I'm going to say marijuana. Nathan, it is 100% correct. It was the first film to depict LSD, if you think of 1959 and slowly staggering into the 60s, would you believe it was depicted on film because it was another nine years before it became illegal? It was a legal drug at that point, so it didn't cause any issue and any problems, but that was indeed The Tingler. I bet this show is great on LSD. Uh, we, it gets me, it takes the edge <laughs> off things, it gets me through having to sit here with you is what it needs to do. It just knocks the edges off a little bit. Pot gets me through. I mean, I'm sat here at the moment looking at you and you've got two giant devil horns on is all I'm seeing right now. I finally got to wear them without grinding them down. Adrian's yes. the only one who sees that. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? So you're telling me that no one else in the room can currently see Heather's devil horns. Nope. Okay, I need to uh, have some more sugar products, I would suggest. (laughs) Well, I've got LSD and weed. What a terrible way to start a game of Scrabble. (laughs) (laughs) On the show, what's my line? Price tried to conceal his identity with what accent? And Miss Morris, of course, is an expert on accents. She does them all from A through to B. So on the show, what's my line? Price concealed his identity tried tried his voice is very distinctive well i will tell you that it wasn't a very good accent and they did guess it but you are saying he tried to disguise his voice with a chinese accent yeah lovely what are your thoughts michelle what accent did he try and put on scottish oh no i kind of get very well eh? (laughs) any thoughts nathan pakistani pakistani he was trying to put on a French accent. Oh, really? Wee wee wee. Lovely. I was told by my French teacher at school that my French was terrible. And I said, at least I'm making le effort. Good times. No points to be won there. But do not fear you have a couple more opportunities before the end of the round. Price was a gourmet chef. Did you know that? He was very, very good in the kitchen. But what was unusual about the fish he cooked on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson? Mm, Bullheads. He actually cooked a fish on the show, showed everyone how to do it, but there was something very, very unique and unusual about that incident. You're suggesting he cooked on The Johnny Carson Show a bullhead. Or it wasn't a fish at all. It was a a mock fish. Yes. It was fake fish. Yeah. What's a fake fish? Like mock crab. Like mock crab. <laughs> so what was unusual about the fish he cooked on the Johnny Carson? <laughs> it wasn't so fish. Was it wasn't a fish. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see how that would win you points. <laughs> nice. 
are you still with me, Michelle? What's happening over there? You, can you pull yourself together to give me an answer here? What was unusual about the fish he cooked on the Johnny Carson Tonight Show? When he started, it was alive. Oh, man. Cooking live fish. As we, that's a slippery beast right there. Nathan, anything you'd like to intersect at this point to win yourself some points? Yeah, he, it still had scales on it. It still had scales on it. He cooked that fish in a dishwasher there with lemon, not fish soap. But he told everyone and showed everyone on the Johnny Carson show how to cook a fish in a dishwasher. And it's a very common practice, apparently. It I... is, actually. There is a whole website for that. And there's also a website. If you're doing a cross-country trip, you can cook meals on your engine block. That's absolutely 100% correct. There are recipes that will allow you to do such things. When you said the dishwasher was loaded, I thought you meant your mother was drunk. <laughs> that was then. But this is now as we enter our favorite round of the night. It's the mailbag. We love the mailbag. If you wish to write to the show, we love reading your comments of support and the things that you like about the show. If you go to Facebook, search for more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, and most of the comments and most of the letters are written to me on that format. So if you wish to introduce yourself to the show, you're more than welcome to do so. Stephen has done that. He posted, bearing in mind this is reflective of last week's show, Stephen posted, I enjoyed the show and the Mick O'Lob. Do you remember we were talking about Belgian? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Michelob. He says, I think I've had that. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> oh, my God. It made Stephen laugh. Stephen listens, of course, <laughs> first <Steven>. at 10 p.m. <gasps> on a Friday night, 10 p.m. Central Time on the Dark Matter Digital Network. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. John, good friend, supporter of the show. Hi, John. Hi, John. He always looks after us, doesn't he? And he does. Gives us wonderful things. Yes. He's written, holy moly, I almost crashed my car. Season 3, episode 72, Adrian's penile strangulation story <laughs> in the Not For Your Mother segment. Oh, boy. He said after six months, he returned to normal sexual activity. Cue Heather and the rubber chicken sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect timing and too funny. I love this show. I almost <laughs> crashed my car. It was great. I've never thought that in my entire life as a radio broadcaster, I'd read out a sentence that says Adrian's penile strangulation story to the tune of Heather cutting in with rubber chicken sound effects. Yeah. Who ever thought that my career... Yeah would take me down that path. And you can listen to that episode for yourself. If you go to soundcloud.com, search for MQTA Radio, all of our archives are posted on there. That was Season 3, Episode 72. Would you like to tell our fabulous and wonderful listeners what they get if they go to our archives? They get a little bit extra, don't they, Miss Morris? Well, we are in the process of catching up, so don't be afraid, because unfortunately October is Madness. our busy time of I've had to year. turn down radio Ooh. and TV interviews this, this year, this yeah. month. I don't I think we have a spare minute between us at all, like no. any of us. We're so busy. But if you join Patreon, and I can make you this promise, because I will be working on it this weekend, we will have tons of videos up there, other than the ones that are already there, as well as unaired episodes and extended episodes are also listed on the Patreon. 
Now, we're waving as we speak. We're Ooh-la. waving to a camera in the studio. And we film in the studio. And if you spend a single dollar, you get to see us vomiting, laughing, <gasps> being drunk, falling off our tables. Being myself. Miss Morris's devil horns that she's currently wearing yes, that no one else can apparently I love them. see. But for a single dollar, you get visuals as well. And to be fair, we are an incredibly good-looking group of people, aren't we? Wow. I mean, aesthetically... <laughs> Aesthetics don't laugh for me. I'm trying my best. My mother loves me. Yeah, well... Aesthetically the... pleasing was where I was going to go. Sure. At the end of the day, anything that uh, you do to join Patreon, that actually goes to help the, stu- the studio immensely yep. as far as costs, platforms, Equipment. posting. The paper we get yeah. through alone is ridiculous. It is. We have to pay for all of the platforms that we're yeah, on. We so we're on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, BuzzSpot. Everything. So whatever you, your favorite player, we should be on. Yeah. And if you can leave us a nice review, if you're listening on any of those, we'd appreciate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. On SoundCloud, you get to press the little orange love heart as well. But there's an extra 20 to 25 minutes of filth on all of those archives that we can't read out on the show. We stay in the studio at the top of the hour. And read out the stories from around the world. I wouldn't rather say filth. Adult nature. I would. I would say fun. Fun and filth Salty. sit together. Salty as well. You need to drink Salty. more. Salty. Salty wow. goodness. Yeah. Just to remove ourselves from this conversation before we do get removed from it. Lisa added, I can't wait for tonight's fun and hilarity. So thank yeah. you to Lisa Thanks, and John Lisa. for that. Brittany, a good friend of the show, posted, this is going to be awesome. Oh, boy. I agree with her. I'm yes. already feeling in an awesome mood. This is going very well. Miss Morris is winning lots of points. Yes. And Denise said, I'll be listening and looking forward to it. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you so much. We have a new follower as well. Who, Do we? Ooh. Yeah, Melissa posted, hi, you all. New member here. Can't wait to dig in. Happy haunting. Oh, awesome. Thank, oh, thank you. you, Melissa. Now, this is our Halloween special. We, know. we never asked for any of this. But we have we been not. inundated with packages and parcels this week. And this is remarkable. It's my favorite. I can't if wait. you recall, last week, Deanna in Minnesota gave us a <gasps> bottle, oh. several bottles of pop, one in which we're going to drink very shortly. It's called oh, Unicorn Act, and it's actually uh, lavender. Unicorn what? What would you describe that? Yak. Like yakking up. Unicorn yak. Yeah. It looks like dishwater. And there's a little unicorn on the front who does look quite cute, but his tongue's hanging out and he's vomiting a rainbow. Excellent. So guess what Michelle's going to be doing in about one minute's time? Because we do have the buckets. some shot glasses and a bottle opener here. But she sent us some boxed candy as well, and we're going to have a little go thank on those. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Sour thank you. smog balls they are, so thank you for that. Leslie yeah. in Iowa sent us some fabulous cups. They're awesome. Oh, thank they're, you. Well, thank, thank you so much. I got my Beetlejuice. We got... An absolute massive supply of candy that we're going to struggle to get through in the next hour. Some of them are in some very interesting male and female shapes that we can't possibly describe until we get into the Not For Your Mother section. But I, I've seen Michelle's Flesh managed, pickle. To, managed to get in there. And uh, is that another Batman character we need to introduce? Fun balloons. Lovely. Rubber gentleman. Nice. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what Batman episodes you were watching. I don't remember. I remember Egghead and Mr. Freeze. I, I don't remember any of that carry on <laughs> our good friends and supporters rosemary and heater gave me a Yay! big box full of english candy and oh, we'll, thank you. we'll thank share you. that out as well that included wine gums by the way <gasps> look at your face gums. i wasn't going to mention that you had wine gums in there look i was just going to i was just going to eat them i love them 
Catherine as well, a good friend and follower of the Hi, show, Catherine. sent Thank us you. a nice parcel of treats, and uh, there was some kinder surprises. <gasps> In Leslie's box, she's written, Happy Halloween. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I it sent is. some adult candy as well as other things. Enjoy every bit of it. You guys are awesome. Don't forget that. Thanks for entertaining Aww. your friendly Aww. fan, Aww. Leslie. Peter and it. Rosemary said <gasps> to help fuel the next 250 shows. <laughs> best wishes and we got a fabulous card from Catherine. it's got lots of skulls and cats and bats and lots of creepy things on the front and it says thanks all for the laughs i love your show happy halloween Catherine. so you know exactly what's happening now don't you because i'm reaching as we speak to the the bottle of unicorn yak here we go the lid is off the cups are out it's a per- Why are you doing stripper music? I'm keeping my clothes on while this is taking place. You may not afterwards. This looks like medicine you'd get in the hospital where the nurse comes around with a little foaming? cup. I gave it a good shake um, before we started. It is a bit arsenic colored. This is where we get poisoned on air and we don't make it to the end. <laughs> it looks like mouthwash. Hang oh on a second. God. Let me. I'm having trouble with my motor neuron skills yeah. here. Dishwater bum. Hang is what we're gonna have. There we go. Can okay, don't don't it? don't drink it just yet. You know, but I can smell it. Nathan's what does it smell like? Oh does it smell rough? Thank you for this, by rough. the way. This is a joy. Okay. It does smell Get it like down, a mixture yeah. of Dawn and grape oh, soda. It smells like shampoo. I'll be blowing bubbles for a week. <laughs> Do you hear this, folks? That tastes like um shampoo. Ice cream soda, maybe? Like you need some ice cream. Do you in hear there. this? I told you it was foamy. Listen. listen. Hang on. Listen. listen. <laughs> There'll be people thinking it's raining outside. Who put the acid in this? Nice. It's not that bad. <laughs> you need a big dollop of ice cream in the middle of that. Does he not have a oh, taste of God, ice cream no. soda? No. No, I'm not going to. No, here. Mm-mm. It's a lot of fizz and bubbles. Oh, let's just. I, somebody's. I'm going to burp. Well, while you're doing that. I've got a big packet. Deanna sent us a packet of smog balls. It says crunchy Ooh. candy with sour chewy center. Oh, and, oh God. Uh, here we go. Mm. Yeah. Now, I'm going to get into these. I'm not very good at opening things lately. I don't know why. Got a bad hand. Dun, yeah, well, dun, it's not going to that. Why do, you don't need dun. to do stripper music to accompany me <laughs> taking out smog balls. <laughs> I'd do it anytime balls come out. <laughs> They laughed as Adrian got a $15,000 fine. Okay. Take a couple each. I'm going to pass some to Nathan. There we go. You can pass them on to Morris. I'm going to give some to Michelle. There you go. They're quite small, actually. Oh, thank you. I'm going to eat some now. They're in different colors. They're in blues, greens, pinks. Ready? No, that's Oh, you gave all of them. Oh, Oh, my. That's a tooth chipper. I can't do it. It's really hard. Oh, God. They're meant to be chewy. Oh, I that's think, like is it gum? A marble. They're delicious. It's gum, isn't it? Hang uh-uh. on. They're rock hard. It's like a marble. I thought it'd be chewy. Oh, my God. And it's sour. I've got to do I the rest of the well, show now leave, with a mouthful of marbles. Leave them in your mouth a little bit. They'll soften up. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, God. You can find uh-uh. me at no my more. Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. He said with a mouth of sour balls. Mm. Oh, God. You can go to YouTube. I did a talk. I've got a book that's just come out literally a couple of weeks ago. It's on ghosts and UFOs, connecting paranormal phenomena through quantum physics. I did a lecture at MUFON of Minneapolis. It's two and a half hours long. It was incredibly well received. It was filmed by a professional film crew. If you wish to see me give a lecture 
on ghosts and UFOs and collective consciousness, quantum physics, linking all those things together. If you go to YouTube, type in Adrian Lee, type in UFOs, ghosts, MUFON, you will find that. It is on my wall, and I'll post that again. This is difficult to do. Are they chewy now? Have they sort of loosened up a little bit? I can't do it. Hang on. Yeah, I'm breaking them in. Okay, I'm getting through them. Uh -huh. God, that's sour. I know. That's great. It's terrible. That's like I love sucking it. Sucking on a battery. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. That's like a Greek lemon. <laughs> I told oh, you. Nathan's got it. There you go. So Get the good. bucket for Nathan. Once no, you break them in. Bucket. That's my bucket. Get your so, own bucket. With the sound of vomiting okay. in the background. If you wish to see my lecture, that is now available for you on <laughs> YouTube. I'm going to carry on regardless, despite all the noises and extraneous sick that's taking place in the background. This Halloween, 31st of October, Thursday night, I'm in Red Wing. <gasps> yes. We're doing a historic ghostly walk around the town of Red Wing on the border of Minnesota and Wisconsin. I've investigated that area for the last 10, 15 years, and that's going to be fantastic. So if you get a chance, 5.30... Thursday evening. I'm regretting eating these. <laughs> oh dear. You can join me. Not only that, but there's also a package available. The Sheldon Theatre, which is an amazing Art Nouveau theatre, is actually going to be playing the original 1925 Phantom of the Opera, black and white silent film. And the gentleman is going to be playing the giant pipe <gasps> organ at the same time. And not only that, if you wish to stay on after the show, we're going to do a paranormal investigation Ooh. in the Sheldon Theatre. So you can come on the Ghost Walk, you can watch the film Phantom of the Opera, and join me on a paranormal investigation. You can go to all three, you can just pay for one. There's packages available for everybody. That's awesome. Again, if you go to the Sheldon Theatre website, it's all there for you. But join me on Thursday on Halloween night. Miss Morris, would you like to talk briefly while I just chew on the final sour balls that are working their way around my palate? <laughs> On the Curse of Oak Island and what oh. we do very shortly. Mm, very, very soon. I believe it's on November 5th. We will be having a watch party that we've been waiting for since this last spring. Yes. We all meet up on a Facebook post on more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. We grab a drink. We have a laugh. We have gift wars. <laughs> and we watch the most terrible show Second most terrible show. <laughs> the Curse of Oak Island. True enough. And I think it's the only reason the show's still on. Yeah. It's because of us. So <laughs> if you could join us on November 5th, it will the be the first our, episode. It will be our inaugural season opener. And there's a the drinking per... game attached oh, to this. God, um, you need to go there... onto our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian. And we watch it <laughs> and make comments. As the show. Isn't it rhetorical questions? It's yeah. retarded questions. They'll they'll find a button <laughs> or something in the first three episodes. It's fantastic. The old coconut fiber and that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Perfect. Michelle's on three. Heather's on six. Nathan's scored two. I'm yet to score as we enter our first round proper. That is ghosts and hauntings. And remember, we don't do orbs. Dancing on Ice Studio, haunted by a creepy presence that scares Holly Willoughby. The Dancing on Ice studio is said to be haunted by a creepy presence. The leaf stars quaking in their skates. The eerie atmosphere is said to be so scary that presenter Holla Willoughby once told her co-star Philip Schofield that she didn't want to go back. 
After a four-year break, the show returned in 2018, but relocated to RAF Bobbingdon Airfield near Hemel Hempstead in Hertfordshire. The trouble with those sour balls <clears throat> is they actually give you an, an overly amount of saliva. Did you notice that? They so something give you, that's... yeah, heartburn. So <laughs> I'm trying to read my story, and I've got dribble <laughs> coming out of my mouth. I'm kind of overly salivating. And it wasn't long before people began feeling a spooky presence. The area closed down in 1972 and was left filled with derelict buildings. It had been heavily used during the Second World War up until 1964 by the RAF and US Army forces. Wow. And it is thought that numerous strange occurrences on the site over the years have been caused by the ghosts of fallen soldiers. People walking their dogs nearby have reported a presence that causes their animals to howl and try to run away in fear, while others have reported a strange smell of bubblegum in the area, so haunted by bitchy 8th grade girls, no less. Philip once left Holly spooked when he talked about the ghostly goings-on as they were presenting this morning together. He told her, I've saved this moment to tell you that Bovingdon Airfield, where we film Dancing on Ice, is haunted. Did you know that place is haunted? A shocked Holly said, why are you telling me this? Has anyone ever seen anything? Philip told her it's haunted by airmen who have died. Their bodies have been brought back from the war. Some of the crew have seen ghosts. Judge Astley Banjo has also been affected by the spirits in the past. The diversity star once said he spent as little time in the studio as possible after seeing a spooky mist that others say they've seen too. He said, I've seen a few mists, I'm not going to lie. I go from the changing room to the stage, and there's no one wandering around. Others have reported seeing it too. Best Magazine reported that last year a paranormal investigator had come all the way from Minnesota in America to investigate the airfield. Adrian Lee, Who's that? founder of the International Paranormal Society, Yay! told the Daily Mirror Sounds there's like a, a lot of electrical... <laughs> and Miss Morris is on minus 10. <laughs> Halloween goodwill spirit has evaporated and left the room. Adrian Lee, founder of the International Paranormal Society, told the Mirror there's a lot of electromagnetic field activity. He sounds like an expert. He sounds yes. like a really good, mm. really good guy. They've Does really he know? Gone to the top there, haven't they? <laughs> I had an American pilot come through called Charlie. He said his engine was on fire. He didn't think he'd make it, and to tell his wife that he loves her. Oh. Haunted by an air crew. Well, that's just not true. You decide. Go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. I was in the British press this week. Yay! Amazing. I nice. shall give myself two B52 points. Of Miss course. Morris, what have you got for me in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings on our Halloween special? Well, this is the bizarre moment a plush toy appears to make a daring escape from a crane machine at a bar. <laughs> Or so it's claimed. In a bar. That's yeah. bound to be true. It's the claw. It's the, the claw. claw. <laughs> Owner of the Penny Lane Bar in Nottingham insists that they discovered a real-life Toy Story moment when they checked for the CCTV footage on Tuesday afternoon. The clip, which happens to have emerged just before Halloween, which is quite the dink, 
claims to show a toy dropping out of the machine and moving across the dance floor because it's got to get its moves on. You know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Was he trying to beat it? The owner says staff members came to work to find a bunch of game prizes scattered across the front door. So not only did it escape, but it let a few more loose. <laughs> this is the this is the theme and plot of Ghost. No, Toy, Toy Story. Story. I was say Ghost uh, Story. Did you not listen to the first line of my freaking story? I'm dying here. <laughs> I'm drowning. I've got a mouthful of saliva. Where were I'm you? Salivated. So much in my life. My mouth is producing so much saliva now. I'm drowning. Who cares? I can't swallow it quick enough. It's Who cares? terrible. If you suffer from dry mouth, get yourself some sour smog balls. You'll be fine. Uh, this is ridiculous. General Manager Thomas Vanek said, it's so spooky, like a real-life Toy Story moment. Told you. I. What do you mean, told you? I said it Got in the point. first sentence. <laughs> I wasn't focused on the first what? sentence. I was busy trying not to drown. I guess the flamingos wanted to go on an adventure. Wow. And then someone from the United States, Minnesota specifically, went to go operate the crane machine called Heather Morris from the International <laughs> Paranormal Society. Now, Expert at the crane machine. The claw. I've always, seen it. Always a winner. You always win on those, don't you? Yeah. You just sit there and wait. Some kid's feeding in quarters, and you just sit there and wait. They've dislodged it a little bit. Yeah, they just put in five bucks. I have my quarter ready. And you go in there and mop up. Yeah, and then they look at me with those pleading, sad, crying eyes. And like, what do you need? You take the teddy bear home and disfigure it. Give him a kiss. Because he's leaving now. Oh, no. <laughs> time to go. Teddy is waving. It's time to go home. Are you done? Is that all there is? Yeah. Do you want to mention Toy Story and how this was your well, idea again? You've given yourself a couple more points. <laughs> so you've raised yourself up to a hedonistic minus yeah, yeah. eight. A man is convinced his creepy antique ventriloquist doll called Mr. Fritz is haunted after chilling CCT footage. Showed it blinking and moving its mouth. I'm not going back in the box. I don't know why I'm doing that on the radio. I could just talk normally. <laughs> I, I know, right? Look, my lips aren't moving. I'm not going back in the box. Look, Amazing. It's unbelievable, yes. isn't it? Michael Diamond, 48, decided to rig up a camera to find out why the 1940s puppet's glass display cabinet door kept opening at night. And what was filmed shocked him <gasps> to the core. Mr. Fritz who was made by an American prisoner of war, was given to Mr. Diamond earlier this year. But soon after, the collector noticed the door to the 1940s doll's glass display cabinet kept opening up at night, so he set up a GoPro camera to film over two evenings. Reviewing the footage, to his horror, he saw the door opening, and the doll's mouth and eyes moving, despite no one being around. Mr. Diamond from Liverpool was so unnerved, he has now secured the cabinet in his home with a chain and covered it with a blanket. That should stop a possession, the good old blanket manoeuvre. The entertainer who collects unusual artefacts said, When I first watched the video back, I had a weird feeling in my stomach. You can see the eyes move before the door opens, and then again afterwards, the eyes flicker, and his mouth opens up and slightly down. This is one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. Imagine Did you the watch worst. the video? Yeah. Is it like little Chucky? It's worse. Imagine the worst 1940s ventriloquist doll. Just the head. The yeah. The cabinet open. Just the head? So it's decrapitated? 
Yes, it's decapitated Miss Morris. <laughs> but while his wife and daughter are terrified by Mr. Fritz, he has decided to keep him from now. He said, I would say, I'm scared of Mr. Fritz. Would you? Yes, and I'm wary of it. I want to give it a permanent home. I get emotionally attached to my collection. Mr. Diamond travels the country performing stunts with his museum full of weird collector's items like taxidermied animals, spiritual props, skulls, and ancient weaponry fun for all the family. Ooh. Mr. Fritz is understood to have been made by an American prisoner at Stalag 2B, which is in Poland. Oh. A prisoner who worked as a ventriloquist before being conscripted and captured is believed to have made the doll. After the war, it was apparently taken to America, making its way to an antique shop in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, before coming to the UK. Mr. Fritz is now kept in what we call a freak room. <laughs> That's not good to At put a label on home. it like that. You can't label him. The cabinet is chained shut with a blanket over it. I don't have a freak room. I have a freak house. Did you? Wow. I own a freak room. Haunted Mr. Fritz. <laughs> or oh, that doll gives me the shivers. You decide. Go to our oh, Facebook God. site. More questions and answers. And you can see Mr. Uh. Fritz opening his mouth up and down. I'm not going back in a box. And it is very creepy. I will share that with you. I shall give myself nice. two points. And I'm now up to four. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? Maritza Elizabeth from Illinois shared a photo of what appeared to be a ghostly entity on her tot's baby monitor yesterday. Oh, creepy. Her son can be seen curled up next to another baby's face, leaving Maritza convinced that a spirit of an infant had made its way into his bed. That's but on further investigation, she found that her husband had failed to remove the plastic from the mattress, which features a sticker of a baby's face on it. <laughs> I've seen this, and it's very, this is also very creepy. Yeah. It's terrible. Captioning her photos, Red Face Maritza wrote, So last night I was positive there was a ghost baby in the bed with my son. I was so freaked out I barely slept. Well, don't get the baby out of the bed. No, no. just leave it there. It's bunk, If you're playing the bell bunk and snort drinking game, you are more than welcome to take your first shot of the evening. Uh, I love this show. Drinking yes. bunk. I love this show it's triple trick triple bunk. bunk triple no, bunk no one said trick or treat it's trick and bunk trick and, oh, bunk. Trick and bunk. bunk fabulous victorian double act there the 1890s <laughs> were trick and bunk they used to fill the victorian playhouses <laughs> to the rafters back in the day with such classics as take me up the bakerloo line <laughs> yeah. and fellatio in the moonlight buff oh. my pumpkin lovely yeah <laughs> yep, go look them up vaudeville acts victorian era trick and bunk yes. everything you want there that's right isaac trick that's right. Colin Bunk. Nice. I was going to say Elizabeth Bunk. Bunk. Yeah. Nice. Well, that was his sister, Elizabeth of course. She Bunk? took over. Yeah, she was yeah. the manager. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> there is a story in there trying to yes, get out, isn't there? I, yeah. I even tried creeping in there with a flashlight while my son was sleeping. Well, this morning, I go to investigate a bit further. It turns out my husband just forgot to put the mattress protector on when he changed the sheets. I could kill him. Her post has since gone viral, amassing more than 300,000 likes on Facebook and thousands of comments from fellow mums left in hysterics over her mistake. I would have freaked out as well, commented one, with another one adding, I'm dead. Oh my God, I would have freaked. Another wrote, LOL, that is creepy, but very funny. 
it is very creepy. If you wish to see that for yourself, go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers, with Adrian Lee, and you can see that baby. That looks really bad. There is a there is a picture of a baby on the label for the mattress yep. and, and via the camera. <laughs> it looks like there's a phantom baby in the in the crib. It's terrible. No, it doesn't. It, it does. <laughs> you can settle this matter for yourself by going to our Facebook site and looking at the story for yourself in glorious Technicolor. One of America's scariest haunted houses requires a 40-page waiver, a doctor's note, a safe word. <laughs> Sounds like your honeymoon, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> did, your honeymoon, did your honeymoon require a 40-page waiver, a doctor's note, and a safe word? Yes. yes. What was your safe word? Asparagus. Asparagus, of course it was. <laughs> the Makami Manor Haunt has never been completed by anyone, but if you manage it, you'll receive $20,000. The experience takes place in Summertown, Tennessee, and Huntsville. Alabama, as well as other locations throughout the U.S., they say nobody's ever made it to the starting clock with this new show. With the new mental game, it's much more difficult, and because of that, no one's even started the clock. All it costs to enter is one bag of dog food for Rusty's five canines, but there's a catch. This chilling haunts has never been completed, and to even be considered, you need to pass the following. So how many of these do we qualify? And you need to be 21 years or older, so we... Yep. Oh, I don't qualify. We've more than... I, I don't think even with the greatest <laughs> platitudes, rhetoric, and hyperbole, that that's even possible. Don't make me come over there. You need to complete a full sports physical and provide a doctor's note stating that you're physically and mentally fit. Does it matter what doctor? Like, could well, be the right one or yeah, you the sure. right one? <laughs> There's two doctors sat in the room right now, so we can make that happen. You need to pass a background check conducted yes. by the team. Done. You need to be screened online via Facebook. Yeah, of course. Have proof of medical insurance. Yep. yep. Sign a 40-page waiver. Okay. Yeah. Pass a drugs test. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, okay. No one in Tennessee or Alabama is experiencing this haunted house, are they? <sighs> Next, Russ ensures all participants watch a two-hour video entitled And Then There Were None. The film is a compilation of everyone who's failed to complete the haunted experience. During the video, the phrase, you really don't want to do this, is repeatedly spoken. This is hypnotism. They hypnotize yeah. the people before they go. And you could stand in a bucket of water... And they could hypnotize you that there was a great white shark in that bucket of water and you'd never step in it. Do you see what I'm saying? Isn't this a bit like the mental torture you used to put your little sister in? Yes, I think we've all grown up mentally torturing our brothers and sisters. Yes. And this is exactly your conditioning, But these individuals. Can I just say your favorite story? Because this seems about the same on... One of the things you did to her with the plank. Oh, I've done many wondrous things to my oh. sister. Well, this is these are Victorian sort of parlor tricks that you would do. You know, you've done a sing song, you've eaten your jelly deals, you've played the piano a little bit and sung Knees Up Mother Brown. It's all very East End. Your granddad would bring in a plank of wood from the garden or the shed and they'd put it between two chairs quite high up. My sister would be blindfolded and uh, while she was being blindfolded, they'd put a plank of wood on the floor. So she thinks she's trying to walk along the plank of wood blindfolded and she thinks there's a drop. But in actuality, she's just walking on a plank of wood that's on the carpet. So this is psychological horror. I can't believe you Well, there's other things you can do. You put eggs. You, you have lots of eggs on the floor. You blindfold the individual, who happens to be my sister, and you get her to walk across the floor. And whilst she's being blindfolded, you swap out the eggs for playing cards that you put in a little pyramid. So when she treads on them, it feels like she's breaking eggs. But there's... 
there was another one we did, and I don't oh. think we should share this necessarily. Well, yes. now, uh, I, well, I was going to say it's fun hearing your trick stories Yes. that you did on your sister for yeah, Halloween. Yeah, we'd, but... get a, we'd make a jelly. What would you call it over here? Jello? Jello. Just Jello. The stuff. Yeah. yeah, we'd make one of those because it's Christmas, right? And we'd make in a trifle. So you'd blindfold my sister. My sister seems to be the root of all of this. It's lucky she's turned out normal. <laughs> well, what we'd do is we'd blindfold my sister and get her to kiss the jelly. And then when we were taking her blindfold off, my granddad would be pulling his trousers up. No! <laughs> My uncle Fred had a glass eye. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. So we would um, we'd get a, a ketchup bottle and unscrew the lid, put my sister's finger in the ketchup bottle, and then when we took her blindfold off, my uncle Fred would put his eye back in the socket. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. The fun. Oh, the yay trick or treat. <laughs> no games consoles back in the day. No iPhone. This is, how we, this is how we made iPhone schmiphone. We're putting our fingers in the end of sauce bottles. This is outrageous, isn't it? Wow. You are right. This is a torture factory at the end of the day. So just haunted fun or fetch me a gun. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. We now enter the round that we call Not For Your Mother, which means you have found us on one of our platforms. So thank you for taking the time and effort to come and find us this is the part of the show that we read out the stories of the week's news in the round of not for your mother the stories that we cannot read out on air for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine so if your mother's of a nervous disposition if you have small minors in the room now would be a good time to remove them many people write to us and say that this is their favorite their very favorite part of the show yeah Uh uh-huh you have been warned Wow. I'm not even going to cut. You can't function after your sour balls. Oh. Honestly, I, I've never had so much saliva produced in all my life. Do you know when you go to the dentist and there's a little sucky thing? There's a... Let's not talk about spit and it or sticks, spitting. Sticks or, it to your tongue. Or sucky things. Or sucky things. Sucky things. What are those fish called? Lampreys. Lampreys, yeah. Aren't they? Pouts. Yeah, the ones that look like little. They have. Don't they have like a. Sucky mouth. Sucky a end. sucky mouth. What are the ones that live on waterfalls and they have teeth in there? They look like the sandworm from Star Wars. Oh. I don't remember a sandworm. That's Dune, isn't it? Dune. No, they Purple have some... worm. Well, they, well, they had that thing that worm. tried to eat the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Oh, yes. I don't remember their name. I'm sure someone will know. Yeah, they fly into a giant asteroid. Worm guts. Worm guts. Yeah. You've got nice guts and, and I can't deny that. Archaeologists stunned after unearthing a 3,000-year-old penis statue used by a cult. Or worm. A giant penis statue measuring an impressive 21 inches, so normal size there. (laughs) Don't worry, sweetheart. I'll just put the first 15 inches in. Is that length or girth? Yeah. It is quite girthy. It is... is, uh, It's... uh, Yeah. You're not going to be walking for a week in the right direction. Can you hug it or not? What's this? 100, it's a vegetable. <laughs> it's an aubergine. It <laughs> Has been unearthed by archaeologists in Sweden. The Girthy yes. Phallus, which is a great name for a rock band. Mm-hmm. Girthy Phallus. Got all their albums. Might even have been used in blood sacrifices to a pagan fertility god. Why is god. it always blood sacrifices? You notice? 
The Vikings enjoyed a good blood sacrifice. On a phallus? Wow. Yep. <laughs> what a night that was. Can't go Woo! back to that restaurant. I didn't see that on Game of Thrones. <laughs> or Vikings. Dated to be from the Bronze Age, between 1800 and 500 BC, the penis rock was discovered during an excavation near Gothenburg. Mm. It has been linked to a fertility cult, having been found alongside a lot of animal bones, which hints that the area was used for sacrifice. The lack of any human bones ruled out the theory that the phallus was a unique headstone. Archaeologist Gisela Angerby told local media it has a distinct phallus shape. I thought when I came across it, oh my god, it can't be true. I showed the picture to colleagues and there was no discussion. It was very penis-like in its shape. It looked like a mushroom. Mm. And... A big mushroom. Bell end. A big... <laughs> there was a gnome on the end of it with a fishing rod. A gnome. A Tompton. <laughs> well, if anyone knows, it's going to be the Swedes, isn't it? You leave the Swedes yeah. alone. I am hey. a Swede. Me the too. team think the remarkable rock might have been already had a penile shape before Craftsman added some details. So it may have looked a little bit like that. And then they've gone in and added... I don't know what detail Veins. is. Yeah, that's the the old <laughs> angel's banjo. <laughs> and a ridge mount. Wow. Look, Sven. The yeah. angel's ray. The angel's banjo. One of the best ones. Oh, you, yeah. One of the best ones. Sure, you betcha. That's a nice. Like a banjo. Twing, twing. Thomas, what does your dad do for a living? He carves angels' banjos, miss. <laughs> the Swedes are famous for their angels' banjo yes, replication. Yes. I believe that in connection with the erection, <laughs> he used... Oh, my God. Conjunction. You know... Conjunction. No. You know, he was talking about an angel's banjo, and I was thinking to myself about Kermit the Frog oh. and the rainbow connection. Yeah. <laughs> I've no clue what any of those words mean you in that order. You were talking about conjunction junction or something. A connection with the erection. Yeah. yeah, that's the... It was used to offer sacrifices, for example, within the framework of a facility cult. One archaeologist added, penis-shaped objects are fairly common archaeological discoveries. Good, I need some luck. Or it could be used for a fertility <sighs> symbol. <laughs> I'm you not decide. Gonna pray. <laughs> Go to our Facebook no. site. More questions and answers with mm -mm. Adrian Lee, and you can see it in glorious Technicolor for yourself. Michelle, what have mm. you got for me tonight in the round of Not for Your Mother? When a woman showed off her engagement ring on social media, she probably didn't expect to get laughed at. Look how fabulous it is. Look, he loves me. Look. Overrated. Yeah. A picture of the sparkler was posted to a learn something new today ring shaming page. Ring shaming. You know what? I'm totally going to have to visit that site. Let's do it. Ring shaming. On Facebook. Wow. It was here that the woman was at the mercy of picky critics who said her jewelry was far too big. Others said the band looked like a mythical elf or creature. Wow. That changed, didn't it? A mythical elf. Yeah, mythical Sitting elf. Sitting on a mushroom with a fishing rod. 
Yeah. And a sanitary towel. Either way, could yes, have gone either yes, way. Yes. Playing the banjo. Lovely. This could go on for some time. I really don't think it's making good radio. The most brutal comments compared the ring to a sanitary pad. Oh! I did see the ring. And? It was pretty gross. doesn't necessarily look like a sanitary pad, but it was too much it's um, i don't believe in diamonds to begin with so i mean i know that there are things diamonds but i just don't it's obnoxious it it really is obnoxious it was more of a let me give this to you not because i love you because i'm visually redundant uh, yeah maybe he couldn't see i don't know and he had to feel it yes it did look it was about the size of a butt plug if that helps (laughs) wow you could have said tangerine or i think that's relative heather I've got a Halloween costume for my pug. I'm going to dress it up as a butt pug. (laughs) Get a little costume. Oh my god. Go trick or treat with my butt pug. Oh my god. On a lead. That's what's going to happen. Nice. This costume exists. And it vibrates. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's true. The the tickler. No, what was that thing? The tingler. Tingler. You're entering the realm of the tingler. Oh, you cheeky boy. <laughs> wow. Sounds like a terrible wrestler's name. The tingler. <laughs> and what, what wrestling moves is he performing? Oh, yeah! Oh. <laughs> that, folks, was the tingler. Big Daddy. <laughs> I don't want wrestling you were watching, mate. What's his theme song? What? The Tingler. Oh, I don't know. Don't Touch look at me. Touch me once. Touch your what? Touch me twice. Touch you in the corridor. Come on, pretty baby. Make I'm it the Tingler. tingler. <laughs> you know, I thought we banned drinking from the studio. Yeah. We start out okay, but an hour and a half in, it's getting raucous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's going to follow through if she keeps straining like that. Don't you come running to me when you follow through. Wow. I'll just get your butt pug. Oh. Lovely. Leaving my butt pug alone. My little doggy is a... Oh, Nathan's gone. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Now you get a really good understanding of why we don't do this live on air, right? Live shows. <laughs> Keep going, Michelle. All right. You're professional. One, one commenter remarked, that is just straight up a maxi pad. Another agreed, with wings. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Another compared the ring to something you'd see in J.K. Rowling or a Tolkien book. Wow, that's really got some uh, wit yeah, to it, hasn't it? It's really ticking a lot of boxes. I don't understand that reference at all. I have all. no clue. Not a clue. Mm-mm. A Facebook user laughed, I saw the face of Satan, but now I just see I was wrong. It's actually Yoda. The face of Yoda mm. on a ring. Wow. No. Next. So it's gone from a sanitary towel to the face of Yoda. Another yeah. said, I was thinking Dobby, the house elf, but yeah, I see that too. A third admitted, I see Shrek. 
Wow, there's a yep. lot of paradelia going on here, isn't there? <laughs> Others joke that the sparkler looked rather weapon-like. The sparkler. <laughs> oh, my. Goes with the tingler. <laughs> They're tag team. It's a double act. <laughs> Do you want the sparkler or the tag team? <laughs> the tag, tag team tingler. Tingler. Tag team tingler. <laughs> ting, ting, tingler. <laughs> to be fair, then, a flick of a hand could take someone's eye out. Dangerous. That's outrageous. Yeah. If you wish to see such wonders, you can go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee and the Yoda maxi pad ring. <laughs> never, words you never thought would be in the same sentence together, would you? No. Miss Morris, what have you got for me in the round of Not For Your Mother? Get the bucket. Oh, here we go. God damn it. It's my favorite story for Michelle. I, too, am going to tell a ring story. Nice. And it oh, is God. very sad. Different type of ring, I'm guessing. I can yeah, imagine I have other stories, but I think I'll do the one that Michelle will like, I think. So. Are you sitting comfortably, Michelle? Then let's, we will begin. Let's breathe in. She's working on her breathing. Well, in, very zen-like over out. When it comes to engagement rings, we know that not everyone will be able to afford a real diamond, which is true, and you don't have to have a real diamond. No. I would prefer something other than a butt plug. <laughs> what kind of engagement's this? She had three proposals this week, including one of marriage. <laughs> Well, it's nothing to be ashamed of if you don't get a diamond ring. Try something unique. Somewhere. Anything. How about this? Instead of splashing the cash, some couples decide to buy cheaper ones. Or craft unique rings themselves out of sentimental items. Or maybe have just a low-budget alternative. Care to guess? I'm guessing they've managed to manufacture their body fluids into something solid that they're now wearing on their ring. Possible, Nathan. No. He's got nothing. nothing. You got nothing. Michelle? Skin. Yeah. Ooh. It's your foreskin. I've made you a foreskin ring. Nice. Calamari. Calamari onion ring. You just show it the pan as it will go rubbery. <laughs> just cook it a minute on each side. You only should be chewing it for a day otherwise. Oh my. <laughs> what? Something about going bad after a few days if you don't get married? What would you say? I said nothing of the salt, madam. Do continue. <laughs> and while a lot of people have no qualms about being proposed to with a homemade trinket, Lovely. it seems that there's one thing many people would really hate to receive. And there are. I'm sure a lot of people could list a few things let it be known that people of social media and surely all sane people out there draw the line at an engagement ring made from a man's fingernail clippings oh Oh, a bit of toenail thrown in (laughs) here we go lovely yummy can That's you imagine gross. the smell? Oh. <laughs> oh. And he just wiped himself as well, and his finger went through the toilet paper. <laughs> oh, God. Michelle's gone green. Yep. She's been sick. She's a very, very amazingly fine gag reflex. It's remarkable. Mm, 
wonder if they save all the gumshoe underneath the nail. Oh, the gumshoe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the well, soft, does squishy bit. Glue it, glued it all together. Oh, my. Like a garden under there. Uh, Everywhere your finger's a... been, it's collected under the nail. Night. <laughs> oh, that was too much. Oh, no. That's, that's... Oh, God. <laughs> that's, uh, oh, <laughs> that's a bridge too far, apparently. That was the bit that did it. Do you want a one carrot, Michelle? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't do it. Fingernails are a girl's best friend. <laughs> oh, my. I gotta go to the store and get my nails done. <laughs> What if you use someone else's rather than your own? I mean, I... it is someone else's. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, look at her; she's gone. How would you describe that color? Sage or olive? I think it turns black. <laughs> oh my! A bit blue. Good God! Not good. Not yes, good. it seems one man really spent an entire year collecting his nail oh, color. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Michelle's tapping out. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. To turn into a diamond ring. Wow. Diamond. My dad was clipping his toenails, <laughs> and on the other side of the room, my sister was peeling a banana. And as he clipped it, it went, and the banana fell in half. It went through the room and severed the banana like a sign. <laughs> My sister was crying. It was so terrible. You could have had someone's eye out. She was just bringing the banana to her lips. My dad clipped his toenail and a banana fell in half. It went straight through. Terrible. Um, the, the South... Ch <laughs> Michelle, are you still near? <laughs> She's focusing. The South China Morning Post reported that a Japanese man who creates videos on YouTube under the name Kaiwami Japan collected his... That required an accent, didn't it? <laughs> Don't do that. When you do it like that, say it to the camera because your head bobs. <laughs> this is too much. Uh... Well, he had actually collected his clippings for 365 days and filmed oh. the process. <laughs> I feel ill now. Watching Michelle's As making me feel As he turned them it. into jewelry. Jewelry. Once he had collected a sufficient amount of clippings in a little nice jar. I can do your matching earrings and a, and a nice necklace. He then started by putting them in a blender. <laughs> <laughs> Don't a drink blender? it. <laughs> I didn't mean to drink what it all. The hell? I only meant to take a sip, but it all went down in one Can go. Can you imagine? Do you wash the 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 fingernails and toenails before you put them in the blender, or do you just blend them with that? That's gross. Would you marry a man who's giving Juicy you a ring stuff. made from his body parts? No. <laughs> well, you're lucky you can afford to be so picky. However, this didn't give the desired consistency, I'm oh. sad to say. So he then ground them into a very fine powder. And knocked one out into it. <laughs> before mixing them with water in a pan. This is a great recipe for all you men out there. What are you cooking in this? <laughs> High heaven. It's going to be 
pot, <laughs> stirring it with a spoon. That looks like porridge. Uh, the fourth step saw him compress the nail powder and water mixture and put it into the <laughs> oven for 90 minutes. So he baked his fingernail the rusty, batter. The rusty, 350. The rest he grouted the bathroom with. <laughs> What came out of the oven can only be described as looking like a lump of dark clay. Oh. The man took the mixture and put it into a diamond-shaped mold before inserting it into a silver ring, which he also made himself out of his foreskin. Oh. No, no, I lied. <laughs> the foreskin part. It but only, he did make the silver ring. It only fits on your little finger, though. Oh. Silence. <laughs> when all was done, the finished product was a ring with a dull black stone, which thankfully looked nothing like fingernails. It just looked like burnt fingernail powder. Well, it's been watched over 189,000 times and had hundreds of likes and shares. Many people were disgusted by the footage, even going as far as to brand it hell. Right, Michelle. It's only one step above, you know, making jury from body part bones. You I know, thought you the, were going to say jerky. One step from jerky. <laughs> I've made you some green. jerky. Yeah. Like from the hard skin off the bottom of oh, my feet. Oh, corns. Oh. Feet corns. <laughs> yeah, look, Reese's no, kisses. I, hate corns. <laughs> yeah, I don't know you. You hate corns. <laughs> Hammer toes, dan in it. Look at these, Michelle. I got horns on today. Wow. One person commented, The fuck did I just watch? Another <laughs> joked, Nothing says romance quite like ground up fingernails into a nice powder baked into a batter in the oven. <laughs> I lick it at least once a day. No! No! God, I hate you guys. <laughs> a third. <laughs> there she goes again. A third said, "That's nasty, bro." That's terrible. Someone else added, "That's just flat out gross. You don't do that. You're supposed to bite them off and then eat them." Oh! Oh, no! 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 <laughs> Nope. Perfect now, Ring. Oh, what was he thinking? <laughs> oh, my. Remind me to find another one. Watching Michelle's week. making me feel ill. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. You can now buy a miniature hot tub for your testicles. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about that. You for my go testicles. To... <laughs> you need a couple of buckets. Plenty of pamper products are on the market for women, but now an item has hit the shelves that's been specially designed for men. The Testy Koozie, which I thought was an Italian nice. racing car, is a mini hot tub that can be used on your balls. After two friends came up with the concept in 2018, they began flogging the teeny jacuzzis online. Flogging the balls? The website reads, what started out as a funny conversation between friends a year ago quickly turned into a conversation of, we should really do this. The testy koozie was conceived in a conversation about dating, drinking and random trends. As many of those conversations go, we decided to take what ultimately was funny conversation and turn it into reality. 
The Testicuzzi is an ergonomic design, so it should work to cup your crown jewels. As well as this, it's made from soft silicone and disperses soothing bubbles. This should prevent the area from feeling too sensitive when the Testicuzzi is in use. For $50, customers are promised the perfect gift for the man that genuinely I'm cares see if can get it on Amazon. about on. his testicles. Happiness. Happiness. Balls in the tub? No. Or what about my chub? <laughs> you decide, go to a Facebook site. More questions than answers. And as a true professional, I go plowing all the way through that whilst Michelle's bringing up her guts. Yeah. Miss Morris. Yeah. You have the final story tonight in the round. But I was going to see if you can get the testicuzzi on Amazon. For your mother. Well, we can search for that at the end of the show. I'm doing it now. I can tell. You're working away. Yeah. Not good radio, though, is it? When they can hear you typing and I've got to tread water. You tread it. I can't find it. You can't find it's it. Not on, it's not on I bet you've found many other wondrous things that's going to occupy you for an hour, though. Later. Later. Wow. All right. Are you ready? Absolutely. Oh, we God. are going to Florida. Yay! Florida! Yay! Florida! You're welcome. Woo. You're welcome. What was the... Meh. 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 A Florida man yesterday sexually assaulted... A pair of large stuffed animal toys inside a Target store. You're welcome. What? Wow. According to police who arrested the fiend, <laughs> the fiend. on a criminal mischief. Toy stuffing. It was a mischief. Yeah, yeah. yeah mischief. Wow. Do you think he put them back in and people were buying them? I mean, would you no, would you do the business the put it back? I'll tell you. Okay. Yeah. Exciting times the baby that spits up yeah wow oh that's bad <laughs> hey quit telling me to hurry up the bar's gonna shut soon we're wasting valuable drinking time all right i'll tell you quick as detailed in a criminal complaint cody christopher meter 20 entered the retailer around 2 p.m that's a terrible time to do it on Tuesday and approached a display of merchandise. When is a good time to do that? When is a good time to fornicate with stuffed animals in Walmart? Two in the morning when there's only two people working and you know there's only one person on the registers. Right. And they've already done a shift at the gas station. (sighs) Well, he went directly to the frozen section. Meter selected a large Olaf stuffed animal and proceeded to place it on the floor of the target... It's almost ritualized, isn't it? He then began to dry hump the cinematic snowman (laughs) until he spread his happiness. Apparently, he did not. No. No, he spit on it instead. Oh. But from no, from his mushroom. Oh. Mushrooms. Right. Joke. Good God. That's disgusting. What's wrong wrong with you? Limey icicle was hanging from a hole off. Was terrible. That's just saying. Disgusting. And he still writes. So, what Meter did was he actually. Soiled Olaf. Soiled him, yeah. And then he put, put him, him back, back on display. Look, kids, I'll buy you a present. Before he decided to select a large unicorn. Yeah, nice. like and Deadpool. Be- and began dry humping that one as well. Wow, he didn't even need a break. He went straight into it after the first go. 
That's impressive. After consorting with the stuffed animals, which I can't wait to <laughs> hear about. I'm going to give you a good consorting. <laughs> consorting. Meter, who lives in St. Petersburg, was detained while still inside the store after being read his rights. Meter reported, admittedly doing stupid stuff, and admitted that he nutted on Olaf, the stuffed animal. That's but terrible. Olaf didn't mind. <laughs> He never and he was removed once. from the store. Yeah, $150 bond is what he got. So he wasn't frozen at all. Wow, that's outrageous. Can you believe it? Well, it's been quite an evening, isn't it, really? Two yes. o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, it was in the afternoon, was it? Two. That's why I said he should have done it at two in the morning that when only made... two people were there. I don't think he's thinking straight. I don't think you're... you're, you're putting too much emphasis on the common sense aspect of that yeah. story yeah how do you make that you know sometimes when you want a snowman and there's not one around nature just takes over yeah and your personal drives and you're not going to find one in florida no Ever. that is no. true so what, what are you left with at that point point? and i'm trying to think in his mind what attracted him to olaf well, there's a couple of princesses or girls in that, isn't there? That's what I'm saying. What attracted him to Olaf? Was it the carrot nose? It was the yeah. way he looked at him. Yes. He oh. just caught his eye. It's you think so? It's the stick arms, isn't it? It's the twig arms. The stick arms. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> made, a, made him look big. With his little hands. <laughs> Poor guy. I feel sorry for him now. Who, Olaf? Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. And the unicorn. Wow. <laughs> Snowman fun. Oh, we've only just begun. You decide. <laughs> Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. I'm worn out. Yeah. Freaking toenails. Bastards. Can you believe that was the quickest hour it of was. my what? life? Because all things that are good do come to an end of our Halloween special. So let's look at tonight's spooky Scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery, and she was doing so incredibly well. Is Miss Morris, who found herself falling down the elevator shaft all the way down <laughs> to minus. Do I look like I care? Eight. Look, at, look at, got horns. She gets a night <laughs> skating in a haunted TV studio and a year's supply of bubblegum, so that's mm, good news fantastic. for you. In third place tonight is Nathan. He gets Yay! $10 worth of quarters and a crane grabbing machine that's full of ventriloquist dolls in nice. second place on our low scoring evening of halloween specials is michelle who got herself three points she gets a mattress full of baby photographs and a season ticket to the worst haunted house in america but in resplendent first place winning the thirty-three thousand dollar ir camera and being in the british press this week is myself. Congratulations. I've scored a rather <laughs> remarkable pumpkin carved six, and I win a year's supply of sour balls and a life oh, preserver no. so I do not drown. Damn. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time, and I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. You can also join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. And remember, you can jump over to SoundCloud right now. Search for MQTA Radio because we're going to stay in the studio 
and do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of filth. Don't forget you can come and join me on Thursday evening on Halloween night in Red Wing. We're doing a ghost walk, watching Phantom of the Opera and a paranormal investigation. The prices are very cheap. You can come and join us, have some fun, go to the Sheldon Theatre website and buy yourself some tickets. You've been listening to more questions than answers, the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world with your host, Adrian Lee. We are the very best in paranormal news, radio, entertainment, the light before the darkness. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Michelle Curry, Nathan Bush, and all of the International Paranormal Society, interparanormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area, Paranormal Interest Group, and MUFON of Minnesota. We hope from all of the team here that you have a fantastic and wonderful Halloween evening. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening. And remember, be interested and interesting. Good night.